welcome back to a new episode of a podcast that I promise is not dead. It's not. I've just been on hiatus. Hiatus. It's a good word. Uh, I remember um, the first time I heard hiatus, it was, I think it was in The Lion King, Oprah on hiatus, which is really cruel and mean to Oprah. Fuck you, Disney. Anyway, I'm back for an episode. Hello. How you doing? How's it going? What's going on? How's your mom? How's your dad? How's your dog, Skip? How you doing? I missed you. Pour me another. A podcast no longer recorded in my closet because my sound booth out there fell into a state of disrepair and I have failed to uh, get it to a state of repair. <laughs> so I'm doing it in my bedroom. I'm still doing episodes in my bedroom. I got pillows in front of my computer and there's probably a little bit of echo because of these high ceilings, but... Uh, uh, this is these are the jokes, kid. This is what I got. All right, pour me another. Name of the show is Pour Me Another. I'm drinking coffee. Ah, Starbucks beans ground French pressed because I'm a classy bitch, I guess. Uh yeah, I'm not drinking alcohol today because I actually I, I have to work later. <laughs> I figured if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do an episode of podcast, if I have to get motivated to do an episode of the podcast, I need to do it first thing in the morning after I shower. And right now it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Woke up at 7, took the dog out, did some stuff, took a shower, made a pot of coffee, and uh, now I'm recording a podcast. So, yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, the date is uh, November 21st. It is November. We are in late fall. We're nearing winter, which is the longest, dreariest part of living in the city of Galax here in Virginia. So basically with this episode, I just want I just want to talk to you guys. Is that okay? Can we just talk? Can I just uh can I just speak and you listen? I I don't I don't have anything like prepared. Uh I just woke up this morning and decided it was time to record something, anything and get back into the swing of making episodes of the show. Uh 2019. Wow. What the fuck? I started this podcast in March of this year. So it's been almost 9 months. Uh, that pour me another has been in existence, and in that time, I made like I don't I don't even know how many episodes I got. I don't know, like twenty or something, sixteen between sixteen and twenty. <laughs> and I've had uh, a handful of uh, really cool interview guests, and uh, I, I I didn't get anything done with this podcast uh, the way that I intended to. But uh, <laughs> life is what happens while you're busy making plans, right? That's what John Lennon said, and he wasn't fucking wrong. This has been this year has been the epitome of that ideology that life is what happens while you're busy making plans. I had all kinds of plans for 2019. I was going to do all kinds of shit. I didn't get any of it done. Uh, career moves failed, uh, fucking personal goals, disaster, uh, a podcast episode every week did not happen. Fucking. and, And that's, that's okay. I'm okay with it. But I'm not going to let this fucking podcast die. This is not a zombie. Uh, It just... (laughs) This is the beginning of season two. (laughs) Fucking involuntarily. Yeah, so... And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep it up after this episode. Because my life is fucking crazy. I... It's been a year, man. It's been a year. For those of you guys who listen regularly, you know. You know. For those of you who follow me, you know. You understand. It's been a tough year. I uh, I know a lot of people who are having a tough year too, not just myself. Mm. How do you like your coffee? I'll tell you how I like mine. One of two ways. Normally, if I'm like if I'm doing the fasting thing, because sometimes I do the fasting thing, if I'm not eating food and I'm like trying to let my body burn off some of the calories that I've consumed in the last couple binges, uh, I, I fucking um. I eat black. I drink it. I yeah yeah. I don't eat coffee. I drink my coffee black. And what I'll do is I always French press my coffee, right? Because uh, I hate percolators. Have you ever looked down into a coffee percolator and been just like, what the fuck is all that gunk in there? And how do I clean it? And then the only way to clean it is to like literally pick the fucking thing up and take it to your sink and turn on the hot water. And then you pull out your little fucking hose and you go into the percolator and you got to But even that doesn't get all the shit out of that fucking thing. It's they're disgusting mechanisms. They're really difficult to keep clean. So I don't make coffee like most people do with the filter and the bucket and the fucking you dump it in the back and then you flip the switch. I don't do that. I like to get whole beans and I grind them myself 
and then I French press. And it's easy. It's so fucking easy. You, like, boil a pot of water. You grind your fucking beans. You dump the beans in the bottom of the French press. You, you pour your boiling water over it a little bit. You stir that. You pour the rest of the boiling water in there. You stir that. And then you let it sit for four fucking minutes. When it's done, you press down the filter. And boop, you've got coffee. The only thing is you can't make as much. You can't. You got to have, like, a big French press to make a lot of coffee you know like a percolator has a higher volume I guess would be the the, the hitch there but uh, I, I I have a percolator and it, it, it's just it's not as strong as another thing like you can get so much more caffeine out of your, your coffee if you French press so anyway I made myself some French press coffee and uh, uh, when I fast I drink it black and what I do when I drink it black is like I'll pour some fucking uh, cinnamon over the the, the grinds, and then a pinch of salt, because it kills the bitterness, right? Now, if I'm not going to drink it black, I like it fucking so creamy, it's almost white. <laughs> and I think my favorite creamer is hazelnut. I really like hazelnut creamer. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 when I drink coffee, the funny th- this funny thing happens when I drink coffee. I really enjoy coffee. I love the way it tastes. The caffeine that comes into my body <laughs> from coffee it gives me energy, but at the same time, it's this like dark, almost like like miserable vibe that comes with drinking coffee. But I, if I don't have caffeine first thing in the morning, I'm like a demotivated, depressed mess. I'm like, I don't want to do fucking shit until I have my coffee. And so uh, I, I have to deal with that. It's like an existential kind of dread that comes with drinking coffee. Oh, man, maybe I should stop drinking coffee. Every time I, I stop drinking coffee... I always end up drinking coffee again. I'm always like, all right, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go cold turkey on the caffeine. And I'm just going to like let my body do the thing naturally where I wake up and I just run on my own steam. And then I do that for like a week or two or three. And eventually I just hit this point where I realize like I am fucking miserable. This is boring. I wake up every morning at 9 a.m. and I drag ass out of bed. I'm like, I don't want to do fucking anything right now. If I have a cup of coffee, I am much more productive, much more, much more productive. So maybe I'm a caffeine addict. I don't fucking know. It certainly helps in times like these when I'm low because I'm low. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm pretty fucking beat up. The year kicked my ass and I'm 33 years old and uh, I don't know what to fucking do with my life. And I'm not I'm not being like a mopey, depressed piece of shit because I have a job and I work and I go to the gym and I have friends and I'm social and I, I have hobbies. Like I, I, I bought a new guitar. I'll talk about I'll talk about that later. I have a pet and roommate and like, you know, like I'm functional as shit. I just I'm 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 not I'm not peak performance layout right now, guys. I'll, I'll tell you what I am, though. <sighs> I am stronger than I've ever been in my life. That's one thing that that uh that I kept doing was going to the gym and um I actually have a lifting partner now you guys might remember I interviewed my buddy Will a while back the dude from the furniture factory in one of the very first episodes and uh you know he's my homie so uh he wanted to lift and we got a membership at a gym and we've been lifting and I I switched I went from I'd been doing five by fives for a really long time, which means, um, it's like, a it's a strength building routine and you're, you're gunning for higher weight and you do five sets of five reps. So, so like bench press, you would do like, and it's all the same weight. So like if you're, if your five is your five reps are 200, you do five sets of five reps of 200 pounds on bench press and that's it. And, uh, I did five by fives for a long time. And then this year I switched to a five, three, one program, which is, um, purely strength building like your 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 entire goal is to just get your numbers up and you do let's see it's it's a four-day split and it's it goes monday tuesday rest on wednesday and then thursday friday and we try to do it first thing in the morning every morning monday tuesday thursday friday and monday is overhead press and then tuesday is what is tuesday deadlift and then Wednesday's rest, and then Thursday is bench press. That's today, and then uh, Friday is squats. And so the way it works is you do like some lighter sets to get warmed up, and then you hit your five three one, which is heavier, and then you do five sets of a of like fifty percent of your max. And so by the end of it, you're you're like exhausted. And then there's also like one additional exercise after that. Anyway, it's a really good strength routine. 
I've seen all my numbers go up and I've been really enjoying um, doing that. I got like laser focused on deadlift for some reason. Like I really wanted my deadlift to go like through the roof. I was like, ah, I got a deadlift. I've always really liked deadlift. It's a really fun lift. I, I've, I've, I've always enjoyed it when I did it properly because I realized this year that my deadlift form is in decline and it's entirely my fault. Hang on. Oh, that was a loud one. Yeah, I, there's a road right outside my door, so if you guys hear a vehicle passing by as I sit here speaking to you, I'm terribly sorry. Anyway, uh, deadlift. I've always really enjoyed deadlift, and I, I maintained really good form for a long time, but what I realized as my deadlift got stronger, my squat didn't really get stronger, so my hips lagged behind, and my form started to break down a little bit. And so recently, I deadlifted 385 for the first time. That was my max uh, was set was 385 pounds, but I did it with shit form. And I saw a video of the form that I used, and it was bad. Like, like at the bottom, everything looks good and straight. And then at the top end, I'm, like, struggling to get that shit up. And my back starts to arch. And I felt weird pain throughout the entire movement. And I didn't hurt anything, thank God. But I realized, like, fuck, my form is terrible. And so I went back to the drawing board on deadlift. And I realized that I'm going to have to deload a lot of weight to get my form right. Otherwise, I will fucking hurt my back. And I'm too young to have, like, a serious back injury. So... Fuck that noise. I'll do whatever I have to. Listen, when you're lifting weights and you're in the gym, and I've said this before in a previous episode, but it's extremely important to focus on your form, your range of motion, and your breathing. If you don't have those three things, you've got nothing. You're wasting your fucking time. And if you're not having, if you're not focused on form, range of motion, breathing, and then compound heavy lifts, compound lifting, which means more than one joint, you're wasting your time in the gym. And that's all I'll say about lifting. That's my two cents for today. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it. If you're interested in lifting weights, you should absolutely fucking do it. Because if one thing has maintained my sanity throughout the, the months of 2019 that have been so difficult, it's been the iron. It's been the gym. On top of that, it's been my friends and my family. Man... Being a grown-up is so not what I thought it would be <laughs> when I was a kid. Of course, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, when you're a kid, how the fuck could you conceptualize what it is to be an adult? But I, I just remember watching adults, and I had this idea of what my life would be like when I grew up, and it just didn't turn out that way. <laughs> it didn't even come close. Like, I I guess it, it did it did years ago, but ever since that uh, that thing, that uh, that, that that whole, you know, anxiety panic disorder thing derailed my my progress it's just become something else it's just, I, I did not end up where I wanted to or wherever I thought I was gonna I had all these like big ideals about my future and the person that I was gonna be and the man that I would become and I didn't I didn't really get to do any of that and if I did it was brief like I was in the army for three years and I had to get out and then you know I was a pilot for fuck all of a year and then I had to quit doing that and you know, you, you grow up and life just doesn't turn out the way that you fully intended it to. But that's perfectly normal. And that's one of the things that I'm having to come to grips with. <laughs> I was I was a very idealist kid growing up. All I wanted to do was fly planes and shoot machine guns and wear a uniform and marry a beautiful woman and do all this shit with my life that, you know, I, I fucking saw in the movies be all these things. I really bought into a lot of the, uh, <laughs> the, almost like the constructs, the entertainment, the, the, the propaganda, the, the like grandiose ideas that society of the nineties really like pushed on kids. You know what I mean? Like you can do anything you want. And I wanted to be a fucking, <laughs> I wanted to be a paleontologist fighter pilot <laughs> that married, uh, you know, Britney Spears and <laughs> dug up T-Rexes and fucking bombed Iraq. Like I was, Oh God, such a star spangled little dope. And I still kind of am is the thing. Like I'm just a lot more cynical about all of that shit. But uh, <laughs> you grow up and you realize like life is fucking nothing like you thought it was going to be. And uh, someone said this thing to me recently. No, they didn't say it to me. I read it. <laughs> I read it online. Um, eh, you might have just heard my dog bark. Little McFly still fucking around. I'll talk about him in a bit. 
someone said something to me. It, it's, it was, I think it was on a Reddit thread. They were, someone had asked, like, if you could give any good piece of advice, what would you give? What would you tell your younger self? I think might have been the premise of the thread. And the guy was like, you can't go through life chasing a phantom of who you used to be. You have to worry about what you need now. The thing about life is that it's chaos mostly. And we're, we're all kind of like making sense and rationalizing the chaos. And you can point yourself in the right direction or in, in directions. They might not even be right directions. You point yourself in, in, in directions and have goals in those directions. And then you're going to end up so far off path. It's You know what it reminds me of is that Klinko game from fucking... Uh, <laughs> what's the show the price is right remember it's that goddamn board with the little pegs and like they're trying to they're fucking shooting for 10 million dollars right in the middle or whatever and then there's like fucking five dollars at the end of it and you know on either sides and you, you drop the fucking chip down into the thing and it goes plinky plink plinky plink 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 plinky plink around and then it ends up in one of the slots and whatever numbers in that slot that's the money that you get right that's what life is to me <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's like you fucking, all right, I want that goddamn middle slot. I want the fucking 10 grand. Uh, uh, I'm going to randomly strategize and guess that if I drop it over here between the fourth and seventh peg, it will land in the 10th. And you drop that fucking thing and it goes plinky, plink, plink, and you end up on the $5 thing or you end up on the $10,000 thing. A lot of the time, it just it's random chance a lot of it. And you have to adjust fire accordingly. You have to, you have to, you have to, you know, shift your gears and and drive yourself in 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 the di- the directions that make sense for you, regardless of the circumstance. And that fucking sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so fucking hard. I'm so tired of doing it. Holy shit! Like, how many more fucking times am I gonna have to look in the mirror and go, God damn it, it didn't work out again, or God damn it, I lost another friend. Or family member, or God damn it, like, why doesn't anything ever fucking go right? And that's not true, you know what I mean? Like, as humans, we have this shitty quality of focusing on the bad around us and the bad in our lives, and it's, it's bullshit, you know? I, I look around and I go, God, my life is, uh, it didn't turn out the way, but it's, you know, like, I, I'm doing so much better than so many people. There are probably a fucking quadrillion beings in existence that would kill to be in my shoes. And uh, I still come up with excuses to bitch. I mean, you know, I'm a millennial. I don't really own anything. I'm I'm buried in a mountain of debt. Uh, I fucking I don't make enough money. Um, <laughs> although lately I've been doing okay. Uh, I I, <laughs> I fucking I'm never getting married because I can't trust anybody. Because you all have Snapchat. Uh, I I fucking I am riddled with anxiety. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking unsatisfied with my existence wholly. You know, like, <laughs> I sometimes wish that, um, I don't know, like, you ever you ever just, like, daydream? You ever just sit around and daydream about your life, and <laughs> you're so fucking tired of doing the same shit over and over, feeling like your life is going nowhere, <laughs> you daydream about some fucking stupid shit, like a, like a black limousine pulls up in front of your house and is like, are you John Lale? Yeah, that's me. We've been looking for you, sir. Get in. And so you get in, and some billionaire is like, I read your profile, and it's, it's, I need you for this project. And then the next thing you know, you're on a space station. Yeah, I watch too many movies. But I daydream like that. I daydream about the fucking stupidest shit, just because I my life is so not what I want it to be. And and look, here's the thing. I know what I need to do, right? Like I, The thing about being human in the modern age is that we have so much information constantly in front of us and we have all these people telling us how to live and what to do. We all know the right answer. Like I know what I need to do to make my life better. I know what I need to do to, to, to be the man I've always wanted to be, but I fucking refuse to do it because I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired. I just want to sleep all the time. I wake up and I'm like, Hmm, what a beautiful day. Let's go back to sleep. Like that's, that's how I feel. And maybe as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, these people are probably listening going, John, that sounds like depression. And you're probably right a little bit. I feel like I'm not that depressed, though, right? Like, I, I fucking, how could I possibly be as depressed as some people I know? You know what I mean? Like, I see people at the grocery store. I'm like, I might be a little low, but that fucking guy, Jesus, you need to get your shit together, homie. You know the guy. He's wearing, like, dirty sweatpants. He's, like, 385 pounds. He fucking, his hair's a mess. He, he obviously hasn't bathed in, like, four days. You know, I'm I'm doing better. I shower every morning. I have a job that I go to, right? I talk to clients and I drink coffee and 
I drink IPAs like all the other good white people. I'm joking. The point that I'm trying to make is that my life has been a fucking mess for a while. And this year, it just that this this just wasn't the year that that stopped. (laughs) This was the year that that got a little bit worse for a while. You know, I was doing good at the airport. The airport was a good gig. I was the manager. You know, I had that going on, but I hated that job. I was miserable there the whole time I was there. And it was just routine for the sake of routine to have a paycheck that kept my bills paid. And, you know, now I'm I'm actually I'm working in sales. So I'm I'm on a commission based thing where, you know, if I don't have a good month, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm screwed. I can't pay electric. But I don't know if I like that more or less than the airport job. I, I like the people I'm working for and the people I'm working with a hell of a lot more. That's for certain. But the job is tough. You got to really bust ass in sales. And uh, it's a lot about communication and having motivation. And when you're purely on commission, you set your own schedule. You make your own money. And uh, <laughs> being a depressed sack of shit is not conducive to excelling in that realm. So I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with that, but I'm not. I mean, like, it's good. I had a really good run there for a while, so I'm, I'm doing okay. Anyway, I, I want to get away from work. I don't want to talk about work too much. I, 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 my work life is fine right now. I just, in my personal life, things are just a little rocky, man. Transitional period. I mean, I had a lot happen this year, right? So, you know, I have to take the time to sit and go, okay, all right. I got my ass kicked. I got my teeth knocked in. It was like one thing after another. Give yourself a break. It's okay to be a pile of shit for a while after some stuff like that happens. I mean, I had a massive career change and a, 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 a extremely tragic loss of a person I loved and still miss dearly. You know, at the same time, I had a couple romantic failures. What else is new? And uh, so I'm on the heels of that. And I haven't been able to make episodes. I just haven't. I just, I walk by the computer every day and I look at the microphone and I don't even think about recording. You know, it's like, I, I need to... I don't even want to do that. <laughs> I want to go to the goddamn dollar store and shuffle in and get a bunch of $1 bags of candy and fucking go back to my apartment and, and binge watch Disney Plus until my eyes are red and then pass out and wake up and turn my Xbox on as soon as I roll out of bed. Oh, God, it's so depressing, and I do it to myself. And I know it's terrible, but maybe every now and then you got to feel like that. It's like uh, I was watching Disney Plus. I saw that movie Inside Out. you got to feel sad. you got to let the little blue lady hold the ball. And then, you know, eventually after you've cried enough and uh, you've eaten enough uh, dollar store junk food and, and fast food cheeseburgers, you'll, uh, you'll come to a place of acceptance and then you'll move on, right? Isn't that what they tell you is supposed to happen? Is that true? Is that what really happens? I feel like with life, you know, you read about like, okay... This is what's supposed to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is, you know, like if you give enough effort, if you, you push hard enough, you, you, you work long enough, eventually like life tells you, you know, popular culture and books tell you like you're supposed to reach this outcome, right? It's not always true for people. I don't think that we get to pick our outcomes, right? Obviously, like I said earlier, it's kind of like the Plinko board. I think that we get to affect the direction that they go in a lot of the time but in a lot of ways it's really the luck of the draw I mean how many people have been in my very same shoes and wound up like crippling alcoholics who never pulled back out of that dive how many people ended up in my shoes and and wound up I don't know finding Jesus (laughs) never pulled out of that dive (laughs) I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm joking I would never disparage Jesus. Not because I believe in in, in Christianity, but because I, I know that many of you do. And that was just a joke. Uh, you know, how, how do you know it's all going to work out? And the honest answer is you don't. There's no guarantee that it will. There's no fucking guarantee for anybody that everything is going to be all right. That's not life. It's not reality. Reality is usually a lot more dark and disappointing, like Thanos said. You know, you can you can blow all the positivity and fucking happy fuzzy fa- flowers up your ass and, and really, like, drive and focus, but for a lot of people, life just never gets any better. In fact, it just gets worse. And that's what makes times like this scary. 
because I don't know that that's my future. And I don't want to believe that. And I, I, I believe that I will eventually find the positivity and, and, and the upshot. Ridges and valleys. Life's lives always have ups and downs, ridges and valleys. So I believe that my life will, you know, find that positive upward trajectory again. I'm surrounded by a lot of people that love me and I, I, I do care about myself. So I'm not like, I'm not in a pit of despair. I'm just down right now. But I know that for a lot of people, the upswing, the positivity, the better, it never comes. And that is terrifying. That's terrifying. That's the thing that keeps me up at night is wondering, is this it? Is this how I'm going to feel forever? And I know that's probably not true. Plus, on top of that, on top of all the other shit that I had to deal with, now it's fucking fall. The end of fall. It's not even like good fall anymore. It's not like pretty orange pumpkins and Jack Skellington and fucking candy. And oh, look at the children. They're dressed up in their Halloween costume. That's that's over. The fun shit's over. We're into fucking like, we're going to do Thanksgiving. Oh, good. Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat five pounds of food and I'm going to take a fucking nap. And then after Thanksgiving comes Christmas time. All the direct decorations are already up. And everybody's getting all juiced up for that fucking red and white holiday. Oh, man. I actually really like Christmas, but this time of the year, I get a little bit of that seasonal affective thing, you know? The warmth goes away. Women start wearing more clothes. I can't just, like, walk outside in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and just, like, bop. I mean, I can, but I'll be freezing my balls off, right? You know, when, when, you're, when, you, when you're on the back nine of a fucked up year... With a lot of really traumatizing shit. And then you go right into fucking November. Like, all I can think about is, like, 90s grunge rock. Like, that one song, Long December, and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. I think those are the lyrics. That's that. That's what I think about this time of year. It's, like, cold and shitty. And you gotta, like, warm your car up. And I'm looking at my tires like, those are getting kind of bald. Maybe I should replace them. And I fuck, I fuck, I drink hot coffee every morning and then I freak the fuck out that I'm, you know, existentially miserable over the fact that it's cold and everything's dude. Ah, Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's a fucking rough time of the year, dude. So yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just oozing the positivity for you cats today. Aren't I? Anyway, you know, winter is. It's always been a bit of a drag in Virginia because it gets real fucking cold and everything is so dead. And you drive around and like all there is to do is is drink in the wintertime here. And I know that a lot of people say that about a lot of towns, but that's true about small towns. Like there's not much going on. So I've stacked the deck in my favor this year with a couple extra video games you know, I got the Disney Plus thing, and I bought a guitar. Oh, so now we're getting to a little bit of positivity. Uh, wintertime in, in Galax is depressing, and there isn't a lot going on, and there's there's not a lot of shit that you can do that will uplift you, you know, and it's difficult to, like, go outside and be physically active. So uh, you stay inside a lot more, and you find yourself at the pub having a, a an IPA or a stout a lot more. But... Usually what I try to do in the wintertime is spend more time at my house because I have so many like entertainment things already. But now I have like a puppy dog and my kitty cat and all this stuff. And I was like, well, I need I've always wanted to play an instrument. Right. And uh, I've tried this year a couple times to stick with an instrument. Actually, I think I started last year was I bought a violin last year and I tried to learn the violin. Let me tell you something about the violin. Fuck the violin. That is the hardest shit in the world to try and teach yourself. I mean, like, I, I, I probably gave it, I don't know, a week. And then I just realized, I hate this. This is hard, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I gave it up. <laughs> and then it sat in a case on a shelf for a year. I also had an acoustic guitar. I had tried to learn how to play that, but I didn't give two rats fuck about the acoustic guitar. I, d- I don't listen to that music. Uh, I don't care to play the acoustic guitar. I, was, I, just, I wasn't into it, and my fingers were so sore, and I was like, fuck this, and gave up. And so then it sat on the shelf. Then, earlier this year, I traded my acoustic guitar and my violin for a nice keyboard and tried to learn piano. 
And I gave up on that after about a week because it was boring. It was like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, good. Now I feel cool. I played this little thing. It was awful. It was boring. I wasn't into it. I didn't give a shit. And, and, and I don't have any teacher, you know what I mean, to, like, help me. I don't have any, like, social circle that will help me learn this shit. I'm doing it completely by myself. So, uh, I don't know. It was about a week ago. I think it was last weekend. I, I, I went out. I had drinks. And I smoked some weed. <laughs> and then uh, I fucking woke up on Saturday morning, hungover as a bitch. And I just like, I random, I don't know how I ended up on YouTube, but I was up on, I was on YouTube and I was watching music videos from like 1999 and like Fat Lip by Sum 41. And, and I just like was listening to the, the sound of the electric guitars and I was like, God, I've always loved that sound. I've always wanted to make that sound. And I was like, oh my God, boop. I'm going to buy an electric guitar. And so I did. I went on Amazon and I, I browsed Amazon for like two hours and I I bought a, uh, it's right behind me right now, I bought a Yamaha Pacifica, black and white Yamaha Pacifica, which is like a really good, solid $200 uh, starter guitar, electric guitar. And a, a lot of the like uh, Reddit discussions and even this one dude that does guitar lessons called Justin Guitar, they, everybody suggested you start on an electric because the strings are lighter it's easier to play in a lot of ways because it's the, the strings are lighter and people usually gravitate towards it more and stick with it because the sound that you're making is so much cooler. And it's usually like the end state, the, the, the desired end state for most people anyway. So yeah, start with the thing you want to play. So I bought the thing that I want to play. And honest to God, like this week, all I've done is play electric guitar and it's so fucking cool. I can't get over it. Like I learned power chords. Power chords are like the the main big like gong 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 you know like the 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 shit that that really makes a, a rock song like scream gong you know that is a power chord and I learned some power chords and when I started like playing power chords I, I wanted to die it was the coolest thing I'd ever done with my hands well you know maybe not the coolest but like up there <laughs> like in the top five coolest things I ever did was play a power chord gong and it's Exciting. It's all I can fucking think about. When I when I get into something like this, I become like hyper obsessed. And the only the only determination between whether or not I, I stick with it or I don't is A, is it enjoyable and is it like easily available to me and can I enjoy it with other people? And I think probably this is the thing that'll be different. Electric guitar I'll stick with because that's a yes to all of the above. I, it's right here in my house. I bought this game on Xbox. Oh man, it's fucking cool. It's called Rocksmith. And so what you do is you, and I think it was my one of my old friends, Josh from high school, recommended it on Facebook. Thanks, Josh. And uh, he said, "Get this Rocksmith game. It teaches you how to play guitar." I was like, "Cool." So I ordered it on Amazon. You can't get it at a store anymore. It's kind of outdated. But I ordered it from Amazon. It came to the house. It comes with a cord. You plug the cord into your guitar, and then that goes into the Xbox in the USB port. You turn it on. You install the game. You play the game, and it's like Guitar Hero, except your controller is an actual fucking electric guitar, and it teaches you how to do things. And I like I popped that shit in, and my fingers were sore for three fucking, or I'm sorry, I played. For three hours, and my fingers are so fucking sore today that I'm I'm actually really happy about it. You know what it reminds me of is going to the gym and you work out, and when you get done, hopefully the next day you're really sore. I love feeling sore after a good workout because it it lets me know that I did work, and I also like I I actually really enjoy like the physical feeling that it gives me the tightness, the sort of like you're muscular, you know I love that. So the fact that I have sore fingertips is like you've been working at something you've been you've been really doing this thing you said you were going to do and wanted to do and that's a good feeling so so that's that's you know I had a conversation with my buddy Jared recently and he was talking about how in life you have to find purpose which is absolutely true if you can't give a man something to believe in just give him something to do and at this point, man, the year that I've had, the, the, the way things have been, my purpose has been more personal goal oriented, like going to the gym and lifting heavy and, and getting my strength up or, or purchasing an electric guitar and learning that musical skill to perhaps stimulate my brain function one more time. You know, I, I those I, I'm having to really dumb it down and simplify like what I'm focused on and, and what I'm driving towards to uh, <sighs> I hate to use the phrase, but pull myself up by the fucking bootstraps. Ugh. 
ugh, whoever coined that was such a dick. It's such a misguided way of saying that. You know what I mean? Pick myself up and carry on. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Why don't you suck my dick, motherfucker? Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's I'm focusing on simple personal goals. Learn to play guitar. Learn to play electric guitar. And, and get your strength up. Maybe work on some diet. I gained some weight. Yeah, I know. That shit happens when you're down, when you're low, when you're in the dumps. I'm up to like 235 pounds right now. And it's a lot of it's, I mean, like, you know, I am a lot stronger. So a lot of that is muscle and I don't look like a big tubby fat lard. But uh, I I really need to lose like 30 pounds. I was, I think earlier this year I was 207 and right now I'm 235 and I don't feel really good about it. I feel like, you know, healthy. I don't feel like slovenly and chubby, but I'd look it and, you know, it's it's kind of driving me crazy. Anyway, so yeah, electric guitar is saving my neck. (laughs) By learning the neck, that's one phrase they keep repeating. You need to learn the neck. And so that has something to do with the fretboard and how to like move your fingers up and down and understanding how notes are composed and or chords, I should say, are composed and what notes mean what and how fingerings work and all this shit. So anyway, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I hope I stick with it. You know, I I, I wish I could say that I have like ult- ultimate discipline and I always stick with everything I do. But if that were the case, I'd be a fucking astronaut. I'm, I'm not. I, 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 I flunk at things, you know, hence the podcast. Look at where we are. It's been fucking months since I did an episode. The last one I was like, oh, I got all these plans for the upcoming episode. And then I do, didn't do any of it. I fucking, I just gave up. I was like, okay, I did an episode. They're happy now. Welcome. I'm, I'm so sorry, by the way. I know there's a lot of people out there that, that listen to this thing and really enjoy it. And I've, I've had so many folks be like, John, you got to get back to making the podcast. I love that shit. You're so good at it. I enjoy listening to you talk. I'm like, man, thank you. I really appreciate it. And then I go home and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to jerk off to gangbang porn and pass out instead of recording because I'm a lazy sack of shit. Oh, it's been a fucking year, man. Uh, I I will tell you, I saw one of the best movies I think I've ever seen this year. Uh, It happened in July. I saw this movie in July and I wanted to talk about that because I think about I still think about this movie. It's one of those movies that like months later you know, near the end of the year, I'm still thinking about this goddamn movie. I can't, I mean, it's just, it was so good. And of course it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. So yeah, Quentin Tarantino released a movie earlier this year called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I just wanted to talk about that for a few minutes. It was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And what made it so good was the obnoxiously endearing bromance between Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And so it's set in the Hollywood Hills in 1969. It's in L.A., Hollywood, 1969. And it's just about this actor. DiCaprio is this actor who's like fledgling as a TV actor and wants to make it big in film. And he's got this assistant, Brad Pitt, who's like his driver and just like their adventures and hijinks. And Brad Pitt, his character's name is Cliff Booth. Cliff Booth is, honest to God, probably the coolest movie character I've ever seen. He's so cool. I, I I had like a full-on man crush on fucking Brad Pitt in a totally non-gay way. Uh, he was he was awesome in this movie. It was one of his best characters. Uh, he, he nailed the whole like Southern California, long hair, sunglasses, just bad motherfucker cruising around. I mean like half the movie is Brad Pitt driving around in a car and I was totally cool with it, man. He looked so cool and the music that he listened to was so cool and he was picking up like young chicks and driving them around and it was just like, man, it was such a fucking good movie. And of course, because it's a Tarantino film, the dialogue was spectacular. The cinematography was amazing and the visuals, everything, colors, all of it was just so perfect that it gave you that like perfect 1969 Hollywood, California vibe. And I enjoyed it immensely. And then the ending, I won't spoil it for you, but was a really neat twist on some historical events. And it was just, it was all around one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. And and it was one of those movies that at the end of the film, I thought about it for a long time after I watched it. Usually that's a really good indicator of the quality of the film is how long do I really think about and consider this movie after I've seen this movie? And with once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I still think about it. It was perfect, too, because it landed right in the middle of summer. It was in July, and, uh, you know, the, the movie set in basically probably July of 69, and it was just it was, it was was just a fucking incredible film. So many perfectly acted parts by A-list actors, lots of famous people in the film. 
Al Pacino has a part. You know, it was it was really really well made. So when it comes out, if you get a chance, you got to see it. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, another movie I saw this year that was crazy, crazy. I, I and people keep asking me like, oh bro, how was it? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was terrible. I don't know if it what it was, but it was a thing, and I saw it and it left an impression. Was Joker. Joker, the return of Joaquin Phoenix to the big screen. Uh, you've probably heard about it in popular media. I mean, it, it was all over the place for a while. Uh, I did go see it, and excuse me, I will say, I will say that it was superbly shot, a very visually striking film. Um, every scene was really dark and insidious in its own way. I think what the film did best was very accurately depict the struggle of a mentally ill individual. And the reason that it was able to do that is because Joaquin Phoenix is an incredibly good actor. Incredibly good. I He might be one of the best actors in the world right now. I couldn't believe his portrayal was so believable. You could tell that he really sunk his teeth into becoming Arthur. And then as the movie progresses and the situation deteriorates and his madness begins to take hold of him and he begins to stop giving a fuck about controlling it, you know, that descent into becoming the villain Joker was really, really nailed. It was an extremely uncomfortable movie. I was I was just on edge and anxious the whole time. Really uncomfortable. Uh, you know, you, you didn't know what you were about to see. Like, oh, is he going to fucking kill somebody right here? Or, you know, is, is this going to go south? And, and what I really liked about it was that it was R-rated. So there were the use of foul language. Like, you, I mean, one thing about film, I guess I should say movies. Because I think, like, film and movies are two different things. Like, a movie is something you go to see with the kids we're going to see a movie and, and a film is more like a, a, an adult themed experience kind of thing. You know what I mean? Most movies are completely inaccurate to real life, right? I mean, entertainment does not necessarily, it, ne- it probably literally never accurately mirrors real life, right? If it did, it would be boring in a lot of ways, but you know, when adults interact with each other when we're in adult situations in day-to-day life we cuss a lot we fuck up a lot we do stupid shit a lot and that's just not part of the film you know thing it's not movies i should say film gets a little bit more of that they like to dig into the reality of life and and dramatize it did, did <laughs> i'm stuttering now fucking what am i trying to say give me a minute let me gather my thoughts let me get this fucking word out Superhero comic book movies. God damn, that's what I was trying to say. Superhero and comic book film movies. <laughs> now I'm confusing myself. Superhero movies are always like really bright and happy and and they don't do the whole like cussing thing and if they do it's like reserved to god damn it and shit. You know they they don't go to that f word realm. <laughs> right? I love it when superhero films are R-rated when they have curse words that uh, real adults would because like if I was a superhero right and like I see this like like Thanos for example like here comes this big purple bastard and he's just like stomping everybody's ass and he's got like the fucking gauntlet and all that shit I'd be like what the fuck like that guy's gonna fucking kill Captain America holy fuck watch out this fucking shit's crazy like I would be screaming and cussing the whole time I'd be freaking out they don't do that they're all so clean and Oh yes, I'm full. You know they don't they don't cuss. And then in the Joker, when he's like, when he said the f bomb, it was perfect. And the way that he said it was so grimy, and it's a fucking comedy. And then he does this awful thing. I really like that. So I I wish I could see more superhero films with basically you know lots of cuss words and like sex and realism and like you know headshots and things like that. <laughs> Darken those up, Hollywood. But anyway, the Joker, yeah. Uh, it's dirty, it's dark, it's grimy, it's an accurate portrayal of mental illness, it's uncomfortable as fuck. But I'll tell you what 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 I remember about the movie the most was the actual experience of being in that cinema um, and what happened while we were there. So, like, we walk up to see this movie and uh, they got this, like, piece of paper on the window to the, the, the fucking box office and it says... 
you're, you, they, they, they made you read it before you went in. You had to like, you have to read this disclaimer before you can go see the movie. And so the disclaimer said some shit like, if you're going to watch this movie, you're not allowed to bring in backpacks, weapons, knives, guns, grenades, nuclear devices, Abrams tanks, Apache helicopters, or anything that might kill somebody. I was like, this is fucking insanity. Like that. I have to read this fucking disclaimer to go in here and watch this stupid ass R rated movie. I, I was like, you, you people have played films that were so much more violent than this. And you're making me read a fucking disclaimer. This is just weird and sad. And it, 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 it kind of freaked me out. And I, I guess it's probably a symptom of where our society is with gun violence. And that one guy that shot up the theater in Colorado a few years back because he was obsessed with the Joker. I, I mean, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it was weird. It, it, it was weird and it felt stupid. But we walk in after we read this stupid disclaimer. And as we go to uh, walk into the actual theater where the movie's playing, there's a cop standing outside with a pistol. And, uh, I mean, he's a cop, so he obviously would have already had a pistol, but anyway, a gun, it was an armed up police officer standing there. I was like, this is fucking heavy. So that gave the movie a really dark vibe. And then we were kind of creeped out. We walked in, we sat down, we watched the movie at the end of the fucking film, like credits roll. We're like, wow, that was something. And then at the end, like as the credits roll, this dude, like eight rows back starts doing the maniacal Joker laugh. <laughs> and I mean, he just like got louder and louder. And I was like, oh, fuck No. Like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here right fucking now. I'm about to kill this person. I got a fucking keychain and a wallet in my in my pocket right now. And I'm going to figure out a way to kill this motherfucker if he has a gun. Like, that's it. He's dead. It was weird. It was it, it freaked me out and we bolted. It was like poof, out. So the experience of seeing the Joker or just Joker, I think it's just Joker. It wasn't just like watching a movie. It was also like kind of dreadful and and sort of uh, uh, creepy. The whole experience of reading the thing, seeing the cop, and hearing the guy laugh, and the way everybody was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" When it was over, yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough one. That was a rough one. So, uh, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and Joker, two movies I saw this year that left an impression. You should probably see them both. I don't think I'd ever watch the Joker again. It was it was like Schindler's List. You ever seen Schindler's List? It's Really tough film to watch. You watch it, you're like, mind is blown, it's poignant, and then you're like, I'm never watching that shit again. That's kind of how I felt about The Joker. There were some really funny, like, dark comedy scenes in there that were super, super, like, vulgar and violent and shit, but still still somehow very funny. And, and, and that was that was good, but mostly it was just, like, uncomfortable and intense. Yeah. So, there's a couple of movies for you <laughs> from 2019 that I've seen. Uh... There is one message that I kind of wanted to send, and it is related to American politics. And I'm not going to get into like sides of American politics, but I've been thinking about this a lot. And I just kind of wanted to take the opportunity to say this to the people that are listening to my podcast. We are entering a period of American politics where we've entered and we've been in a period of American politics where people are identifying with um, uh, uh, one side or the other or they're uh, politically identifying personally with uh one leader or another and it's it's getting to be a little little uh a little terrifying because Americans are forgetting that the purpose of the government is just to govern it's it's not to be um some kind of like crazy personality cult <laughs> or identity politics was never the intention of our founding fathers we were supposed to use politics to drive the direction that the country was going in but i feel like Americans have um They've stepped away from that belief structure. It's it's become more of a I am this or I am that. Therefore, I vote for this or I vote for that. And it's it's wrong. It's not what it's supposed to be. And and with the impeachment proceedings that are going on with our president and the uh, congressional hearings that are taking place and the way things are kind of getting heated. And um, I, I just want you guys to remember that literally everyone around you is an American. And the, the number of people in this country who aren't, are, it's very small. But w- we we are supposed to be different from each other. We aren't supposed to be the same. We aren't supposed to have the same belief structures and we aren't supposed to vote the same. We're supposed to be different because without that conflict, we wouldn't be able to find the better path forward. Uh, America is in a, a really weird place politically and economically. And I think that we have a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, work to do to course correct and bring ourselves back to a place where we are once again, powerful, um, in a, in a positive way. I, it's hard to say once again, even because we never really stopped being great. We never really stopped being powerful. We never really stopped being wealthy. We just, I feel like we've, we've moved away from what we were supposed to be. And I think a large, 
one of the one of the major causes of that is our super heavy reliance on mainstream media to uh, provide information regarding politics as, and then also the division of the american populace and the american political base uh these things contributed heavily to a lot of the hatefulness that i see in the social media and uh even just like people talking in public about politics it's it's gotten it's gotten to be ugly people are ugly to each other now really really fucking ugly and i'm guilty of it too sometimes i try not to be anymore i've definitely said some hateful shit in the past i really really try to wrangle that in but sometimes i mean it, to be fair like <clears throat> people say things sometimes they're so asinine and and misinformed and silly that i i have to i have to bust their nuts and so I get into political arguments on Facebook. I really don't want to like explain like which side I take or how I feel about things here because I don't want to piss anybody off. And I know that everyone's hypersensitive about their politics these days. I what I'm trying to say is that that needs to end. We have to stop being so fucking sensitive and so hateful and so divisive with each other about our politics. Otherwise, we're never going to come to an agreement. We're never going to find the better path forward. And it's just going to continue to get uglier and uglier until something bad probably happens. People might get hurt. Uh, I, I I don't know if you know me saying this shit will have any impact, but maybe if I change one person's mind, it's been successful. So, you know, you you have to remember that you're talking to humans. You have to remember that voters are people too. They're they're acting out of what they believe is best for themselves and for their country, and that's their right as an American citizen. Uh, we all have that right. That right exists with us and for us because of the Constitution. And you just kind of have to hope. And, and have faith that Americans will make the right choice for a better future for this country. But you have to stop hating on people so hard. And you have to stop looking at people as the fucking enemy and vilifying people who don't think the way that you think. That's not the way this country was intended to be. It's not what it should be. We are supposed to be different together. That's the point. Cities are different from country. Black is different from white. You know, we are we, we all have different cultures. We all have different places that we come from. Rich is different from poor. You know, uh, educated is different from uneducated. It, it's it's we are supposed to be different. There are many different things. E pluribus unum out of many one. We're a nation divided right now. And that's not the way that it's supposed to be. And so I would just like to take the opportunity of my my November update to remind you as Americans that. The purpose of politics is to govern, it is not to divide, and it is not to pick sides. And you, you have to stop seeing it in that light. It was to drive a path for America. And hating liberals or hating conservatives is not what our founding fathers intended. George Washington himself said, stay the fuck away from the two-party system. It's evil. It will divide you. It will make you hate each other. It will cause civil war. And he's, he's not wrong. He's not fucking wrong. The Civil War literally happened because we were divided right down the line. There were two sides. Two sides politically, two sides ideologically, and we need to move away from that. You're surrounded by people. Your fellow Americans, your opposition, they're human beings just like you. You got to remember that. As I watch the protests in Hong Kong, I see, I don't know if you guys, you've probably heard about it, but if you haven't, Hong Kongers have been protesting against mainland China for, well, they've been protesting against their government in Hong Kong, and then mainland China has gotten involved, and it's been a very violent, um, you know, really messy affair over there, and the, the Hong Kong police are calling the Hong Kongers cockroaches. They're dehumanizing them. Dehumanization of the opposition is like one of the primary tactics of authoritarian and fascist regimes like the Nazis. You know, they had all kinds of fucked up names for Jews that that were dehumanizing and cockroaches actually during the uh, uh, Hutu and the Tutsi uh, conflict in Rwanda in 1994. The um, I think it, I can't remember specifically, but one group called the other group cockroaches. And it's a way to dehumanize the opposition and make them seem subhuman. And it gives, you know, people uh, more of a justification to fucking <laughs> strip them of their rights and kill them. And I, I worry about shit like that. That's that kind of thing is a slippery slope. Once we start moving in the direction of authoritarianism and fascism, how soon will it be before we're dehumanizing our opposition and stripping them of their rights because we see them beneath us. I mean, I hear names all the time where it's like, you're a libtard or you're a, what are they, a Republicant. 
I hear all kinds of horrible things that people say to each other, and it's a dehumanizing thing. It's not as bad as calling them cockroaches or fucking subhuman scum, but we're, I mean, how fucking far are we away from that before we start really looking at each other as these like evil enemies to be stepped on, to be culled, to be oppressed? That shit fucking scares me. Humanity, if those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. And in history, when, when body politics, when populaces are divided like this, it's so fucking easy for them to begin dehumanizing each other, to look at, you know, the other half as the enemy. And in the end, you know, what they always end up finding is, is, is that their needs and their beliefs and, and, and their desires were pretty much basically the same. It was just a different like color. You know what I mean? It was a different shade of the same fucking thing. And the only people that really benefited from the wars that occurred over these divisions were the people at the top. You can't allow them to control you. You can't allow them to manipulate you. There are 330 million Americans, right? In the neighborhood of 330 million. There are a handful of those people controlling us, manipulating us, and dividing us. We have to step away from it. We have to remember that as a country, as a people, we are here together and we are one. Even if we're different and we don't believe the same things, we want different things for our state or we want different things for our home. We want different things for our lives. We can all agree. We all have to remember that we are Americans. We are, we are here together, regardless of our differences. So please, the next time you get into an argument or the next time you're talking politics, I want you to try and remember that. Focus on that, that the person you're talking to is a human being. Speak to that person with respect. You might change their mind. You might be able to shed some light on, you know, a, a belief that you have and, and, and maybe alter their opinion. Show them something. Teach them something. Maybe you'll learn something from them. That's the fucking point. We're not supposed to always be locked in, in, in constant argument and battle because we've picked one side or another. I mean, you don't know everything. I don't know everything. We are not we are not all-knowing people. Our opinion is probably wrong in some ways. Be open to having it changed. Be open to listening to others. So that's the message I have for you today politically. <laughs> Try and remember that you're talking to people. Try and remember that you're talking to your fellow countrymen. We are all here together. Anyway, uh that's the uh, that's, that's that's what I got for you. <laughs> I've, I've it's, I know it's been a whack, wacky, fucked in like thousand different direction episode, but uh, it's been a it's, that's 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 an accurate depiction of what my year has been like. It's just been a goddamn mess, man. And uh, I really, I really hope that I know that when shit is low and shit goes down, you find your upslope eventually. I really hope that that turns the corner relatively soon. I'm not on my knees, but I'm I'm not. I'm not 100%. You hear my phone just vibrate? Someone's texting me. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's all I've got on my mind for today. Um, I just uh, I needed to get fired back up, so I I decided to sit down and, and talk at the microphone for a while. And I'm, I really appreciate you listening. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I had previously asked uh, about some some topics of discussion on uh, Facebook, and I got some some feedback, and and then I didn't do any of it because I I didn't do any research. I just <laughs> I apologize for that. I'll, I'll I'll try to incorporate those suggestions in future episodes. Uh, I know that at the very late least, I have a friend coming in from California, Brandon. What up? Um, who I'll do a uh, I'll do an interview with. So at least that episode will take place. I I I'll do my very best to turn these episodes out and start start trying to refocus on on putting one episode together every week. I don't know if it's going to follow that structure we had going on earlier this year, but I'll do something, man. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll definitely try to do something and. Um, you know, keep the podcast alive. So once again, thanks for listening to pour me another, uh, if you haven't suggest, uh, you know, the episodes that I have produced to a friend, they might enjoy it. Uh, statistically speaking, people listen to podcasts more in the wintertime because they spend more time inside. So, uh, refer it to a friend like me on social media and, uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll keep this fucking podcast ball rolling. Thanks for listening very much. And I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Mm -hmm.